Welcome to the Market Leaders Podcast, where you'll find valuable business development and marketing insights from legal innovators. Hello, and welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today my guest is Dave Bruns, who's the Director of Client Service at Frella Braun. Dave, great to have you with us on the program today. I'm very excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and the firm. So the firm has about 120 lawyers. We're the Northern California powerhouse. About 50% of the firm is litigation-based. About 50% is corporate-based. Key practice areas are private clients, the wine industry, insurance recovery, renewable energy, and kind of general commercial litigation. I've been working at Ferrella 13 and a half years. I've been in the legal industry about 20, doing marketing and business development all of that time uh, based in San Francisco. However, I have experience working with mid-sized firms like Ferrella, as well as very large firms like Oric and Pillsbury. Excellent. So the wine industry is one of the major niches for the firm? Absolutely. Uh, we are the preeminent player in the wine industry in Northern California. It's fun and interesting, but it also has really unique legal issues that require sophisticated counsel. What gifts do you send your clients during the holidays? You can't send them wine. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, um, there's a Ferrella winery. Excellent. All right, good. So um, tell us a little bit about some of the work you're doing at Ferrella Braun. You've been there for a while. I'm sure there are several marketing and BD initiatives that you've launched successfully. Uh, which come to mind? A lot of what I do here is try and create groups and small groups of individuals that want to work together. Um, and so whether that's within the context of a practice area or within the context of an industry, seems to be successful here. Uh, when I think about my job, I, it splits into three very distinct areas. One being, you know, your traditional CMO, managing the brand, managing the marketing department, facilitating budget, that kind of thing. Uh, a third of it is really more of like a traditional account executive. Um, in the corporate sense where I'm actually very intimately involved in the relationships that we have with several of, several of our key clients. And then the other third is what I kind of call a sales manager role, right? Where the lawyers are the salespeople and I am the manager and I kind of help guide them through their sales process. So within that context of kind of my structure, I try and work within small teams and then try and facilitate kind of a strategic approach to uh, business development rather than just the random act. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. You've got a team that reports to you in your, in your marketing department as well, right? Correct. I have a team of three underneath me. So I imagine you do a fair bit of mentoring and managing of those three. What kinds of advice do you find yourself sharing with them to help them grow? I think primarily the main focus here is helping each of them understand how their role fits in the larger whole of what the firm is trying to accomplish from a marketing and business development standpoint. I also try and work with them to understand that lawyers are challenging for everyone. So when they're up against an issue where they want to um, facilitate a specific act and the lawyer's not getting on board right away, I help them kind of strategically figure out how to address that with the particular lawyer. So getting to realize that you know they've chosen an environment that is going to be um, challenging, but also super rewarding. So I can give them both sides of the, of the roles that they're playing. Other things that I try and do is help them understand that they need to support everybody at the firm. You know, working at a firm of 120 lawyers isn't the same as necessarily working at a firm of a thousand lawyers, but we still have to support everybody. But 
we really focus in on working with those that are willing. So I want my, my team to be um, supporting everybody and providing excellent client service to anybody that picks up the phone and calls them. But when it comes to the more strategic activities and where they're spending most of their time, I want them working with the willing so that we're getting the most bang for our buck. Um, I also really, um, one of the things that I think is very important for junior uh, marketers to understand that when they're in the room, they're a player. They've been brought into the room because the discussion involves what they do specifically or they're bringing specific expertise to that room, and I want them to engage. I want them to be asking questions. I want them to be fully part of the team that is implementing whatever that particular task is that that meeting is for. Their job isn't to sit in the corner. Their job is to be very much a player. So from a mentoring standpoint, I'm very much a come to me and ask questions kind of a guy. My door's open, but I also bring the um, kind of guidance to them when it's appropriate. So we do a lot of kind of on the fly type of mentoring, as well as a very, um, a little bit more formalized without necessarily saying the training program, but uh, both formal and informal in that mentoring space. Sure. So it sounds like there's a lot of emphasis on this concept of teamwork, both in terms of the direct work that you and your team does with the lawyers, but also in the way that you manage your team. Um, Is this part of a a plan to foster a particular mindset among the lawyers, getting them to be more team-oriented? Is there a particular strategy in the way that you uh, set up those teams? It just seems like an emerging theme uh, at your firm and the way that you've chosen to uh, lead your department. I'd be curious to hear some more thoughts about that. Well, I think that team is um, a way in which to succeed. You know, I think that when we look at role models and things to emulate, success happens when there's a team, not necessarily when it's an individual. Yes, there's usually, you know, somebody driving the team. But if you look at really successful entities um, in any environment, those where they have a diverse team of people working together towards a common goal succeed a lot better. And so, yes, I very much try and emulate that. I want my team uh, to be a very functional team so that, you know, when we bring that skill set to a client team or a practice group or some other activity that we're walking our talk. So what are some of the team constructs at the firm? Are they client teams? Are they industry teams? Is it a practice-oriented team? We have a few of all of what you've mentioned. I think, though, that we're really moving more towards an industry team model where we're kind of trying to break down the barriers of the traditional practice areas and really thinking in terms of what does that client and that industry really need and how do we uh, create the expertise or demonstrate that we have the expertise to really solve the client's full scope of legal needs or even business needs within that particular industry. So we're really very much breaking down those barriers. And right now, as a matter of fact, we're in a um, strategic planning process to really define what it is the core industries are that we want to focus on so that when we go to market, we have a very distinct um, message that we're differentiating ourselves. As a mid-sized firm, or really honestly any firm, we can't be all things to all people. We have to differentiate, but we can be the experts within uh, specific markets. Do you find that the lawyers embrace this shift in thinking? Do you find that they work well with others? There's always that lone wolf archetype. There's definitely that lone wolf archetype, but I think that in a lot of ways, the lawyers figure out that the team makes sense. You know, when you go to an MBA program, 
you know, everything you do is in team, right? When you go to law school, it's not. Somebody's number one and somebody's number 10. Then you come into the actual working environment of a, um, of a law firm and you have case teams, right? Your litigation teams will work, you know, sometimes for many years together on a particular matter for an end for a client. Uh, deal teams do the same thing. Just in a lot of ways, those, um, those deals are shorter in duration. So once they actually start working, they tend to uh, create teams themselves and work in that structure. So I find that it works very well. And in the business development context, we've implemented um, successfully in the past a pod concept where we would put three or four lawyers together and have them meet on a regular basis and kind of just talk about what they have going on in the next month from a business development standpoint. And it was very interesting because in Inevitably, at every one of the meetings, one person in the pod had more uh, of an urgent matter. The other two or three would really provide advice and guidance and recommendation for that one individual. And so kind of it was a group coaching, group think, team approach to an individualized activity. So we try and use teams quite a bit. How often do these pods meet? Every four to about six weeks. Got it. And is there usually someone from your team in that pod meeting to track needs from a business development perspective and facilitate and so on? Yes, absolutely. Uh, somebody on my team was definitely there. Uh, many ways is a, I don't want to say a note taker, but a task taker, right? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So you've really got this brainstorm, group coaching, group accountability construct oriented around key industries where the firm has a vested interest and you're meeting on a regular basis to sustain momentum and also make sure that that accountability model is in play. Uh, And then also making sure that your team is following through on the support and the reminding that needs to occur as the lawyers get busy and sometimes in the weeds dealing with client service issues along the way. Absolutely. You nailed that perfectly. Well, it's a great model. Obviously, you have leaders of these teams within the lawyer body. Do you find that you, those leaders have the leadership skills necessary to lead the teams effectively, or do you also provide some sort of leadership training or leadership development for those people? The way the firm takes a look at leadership is we really try and um, put leadership roles on the more junior partners rather than necessarily the most senior partners. Um, And because of that, it requires training. And so we do leadership training. We're actually in the process of developing a program that we want to roll out in 2018 specific to leadership and leadership development. But we also, you know, focus in on what are their roles and responsibilities and really defining early on in the process, kind of before they take on the role or as part of that transition. And we allow people to transition on and off leadership roles that flexibility has proven to be successful so that, you know, if one person has, you know, a trial coming up and they know for the next six months they're going to be prepping for that trial, they're not going to have time to do um, the more administrative tasks or something that is more team leadership kind of a thing, we might transition them out and transition somebody else in for that period of time, depending on, on what it is. That makes perfect sense. I'm really excited about that program, by the way. I think it's going to be super fun. Just total side note. It sounds awesome. So how do you tie your efforts and this team concept to ROI at the firm? 
We do it in a variety of ways. Obviously, we track wins and losses. You know, if it's a proposal or some kind of a pitch that's formalized, we want to know, did we win? Did we lose? Many times we'll do debriefs with the client to find out, you know, why we won as well as, you know, why we didn't win. We also track and spend a lot of effort on media, media relations, PR, content generation. And so, you know, tracking the quantity of that that's going on as well as the quality. So using metrics from the content aggregators as well as Google and our website to track what types of content are getting more activity and leveraging that into other activities. My team has goals that we track against. The practice groups have goals that we track against. The industry groups have goals that we track against. The firm has goals that we track. So, you know, like any marketing activity, it's not always easy to necessarily say, I did this, you know, speech and therefore I'm getting this work. But if you've done that speech and then you've written an article and then you've posted it and then we can track that activity, we can start to kind of triangulate the appropriate activities with the ultimate goal of really strategic activity rather than just marketing activity. We really want the lawyers when they write their memos as part of comp, the comp process, to really be thinking about successes that they've had, not necessarily that they've just done, you know, three of these activities. Sure. So, Dave, I know you're very involved in LMA. Uh, Tell me, what drives you to continue to volunteer and take on leadership roles in the organization? How has it been beneficial to you professionally? Foundationally, I think it's one of the few places that legal marketers can truly learn legal marketing. You know, I mean, we can learn about marketing and the concepts of marketing through reading like the Harvard Business Review or any number of publications, going to get an MBA, that kind of thing. You can learn the concepts. But the reality is, is that lawyers and the legal industry are a little bit different. They're kind of outside of the norm. And so LMA is very much designed around providing that education. I think in addition to generally learning, it's a network of peers. You know, and a lot of times I'll call my life hacks. When I need a question and answered, when I have a need for some information, trying to figure out how firms do or solve a particular problem. I've been able to create a very strong network nationally of people at small firms, big firms, regional firms, international firms, where I can reach out to them either directly or through a group email and ask questions and um, get some guidance from me. You know what I mean? So I can learn and be learning in that way. In terms of, you know, we spent a little bit of discussion today about leadership and understanding leadership. Well, and I think that's a core benefit of LMA when you take on a on a role, whether that's you want to be on a program committee locally and help plan a few programs, or you want to, um, you know, have a little more strategic role and be a regional president or move up onto the international board, you're learning a lot about leadership and a lot about guidance, a lot about how to be a better professional that you can take into your firm and your firm benefits immensely because you're educating yourself and then the firm gets that benefit. So I think that for me, it it's kind of my resource and it's a little bit of a lifeblood too. I think that for those people that are involved in LMA fairly deeply, when you get around your LMA colleagues, you get this um, kind of warm, fuzzy learning. We're getting together. We're all supporting each other. We've been through what you're doing. We know where you're, uh, where you're at. And that's something that we all need. It's a little bit therapeutic. It's a little bit cathartic. It's beneficial. Um, every way around. And I would highly recommend it for anybody that's in this industry. Being a part of LMA is very important. I certainly second that thought. 
Dave, thanks so much for sharing your comments today uh, with our audience. It's always a pleasure to reconnect with you and uh, hear what you're working on and uh, what you're working towards. So I appreciate your time today. Absolutely. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Market Leaders Podcast. For more business development resources, visit ackertinc.com.